ZombieGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle. Hey, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As always, our beautiful producer, the Deadite Knight. Hello. I am handsome. (laughs) Thought I'd throw that out there to everyone who's listening. And then, of course, behind the scenes, our video producer, Cable2KX. I don't. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 146 of the GameZilla podcast. Crack your drinks. Crack your drinks. You ready to sip them? Because we got a we got a full show for you. We got some, we got some good news, some fan interaction, a little bit of uh, sex, a little bit of mayhem. And maybe some blood. No promises. The blood's going to come with the sex, but maybe the mayhem, too. <laughs> uh, what? Starting with the Deadite because of that comment. How, how, was, uh, how was your weekend? How, how's it going? It was good. I, uh, I had a nice, relaxing weekend. Played a lot of my regulars like Pokemon and Mortal Kombat XL. Uh, but I spent a lot of time Friday evening uh, with my wife digging into some of the free games for uh, February, which are on their way out soon. You only have a limited number of hours where you can still get them, so make sure you download them. But uh, we played some Little Big Planet 3, which for some reason feels kind of stale compared to like Little Big Planet 1 or 2. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the uh, first yeah. two. I'm still enjoying it, but there's something about it. I don't know. I think I really hate all of the characters that aren't Sackboy, and I wish there was no story and it was just gameplay. There you go. Um, and then we also uh, got into some Star Wars! Wow. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Wow. It's really good. Boo, I disagree. No, Okay, first off, have you played Star Wars? Yes. Yes. I think you're both lying. I am lying, but Jazzy is not. I have played Star Wars. Okay, so, so let me lay this out there. I downloaded it. I played the single-player version for, like, six minutes, and I was like, Wow, that's pushing it. Yeah, I was like, well, this is pretty terrible. I'll probably delete this pretty soon. And I don't know why. My my sister-in-law was over, and I thought she'd think this game is really funny. So I I start playing it. Elle and I are both playing it. And, you know, sister-in-law's laughing. And I was like, hey, let's try the battle mode. Let's try the two-player mode. And it was surprisingly super fun. It's really simple, but going head to head, what it is? It's you know, like in the in the one player game mode, you have to swim through like a channel to get to like the end, and the controls are super awful, and you just die and waste time. Well, all of that is equal in the battle mode, but you have a little heart on your belly, and it's like a, like a balloon pop, like playing balloon fight, where you have to swim at each other and use your your nose to pop the balloon on the other person's belly, and it's uh it's silly and hard to control and actually quite fun. Cool. I have no interest in playing it. That's because you don't like having fun. True. I like having real fun. No, it's it's uh, it's honestly worth a laugh. For I free? don't play couch co-op. Why did you have to say it like that? 
I'm just kidding. I like couch. No, co-op. fine. Move on. I don't want to even be part of this Jazzy, conversation. Jazzy, as an <laughs> active member of PETA, I cannot support this game due to the the hurt that they put on whales and unicorns. Norwals are real animals. You understand that, right? Like norwals yeah. are. A no, real I know thing, what a norwal so is, but they they don't look very much like narwhals. Okay? They look just like narwhals. No, that's exactly what it looks they look like, like. A bloated whale with a unicorn. Okay, now you don't know horn. anything about animals. I'm an active member of PETA. Bullshit. Let's just move this away from his mouth. Uh, <laughs> cable, Cable, what's uh, what you been up to? Uh, playing some Ghost Recon Wildlands with Jazzy. Yeah, do it. Look at this piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry, took a second. No, not you. My mic, my mic is like it just got erectile dysfunction. Like. <laughs> He tells me to look at it. I literally, I turn my head, and it's just drooping down to the table. I don't know how many times I've told you this, Jazzy. Buy a new mic stand. <laughs> it's got erectile dysfunction in my mic stand. You know, okay, a $400 chair Sorry. and a $2 mic stand. There's a problem there. Sorry, Cable. Go on with your with your uh, awesomeness. <laughs> I actually enjoyed this game and can't wait to pick this shit up. I am getting this shit release day. Me and you, we had a blast. Kept fucking dying by helicopters, but... Because he'd shoot the helicopters. You can tell he's playing an Ubisoft Tom Clancy game because he's going bro mode. He's like, shit, fuck. We got, we got the copter. <laughs> crash that bitch in the ground. Then we fucked some face. And then we got a bunch of noobs. And we rubbed our guns all over their dicks. And it was fun. And I got hard. I mean, wait. This game's cool. So is this Ghost Recon like the first one where it's a top-down view and you have to drive up and down the street catching ghosts and uh, fueling up your car to get to the big building in the middle of the town where you have to climb all the stairs Based off the, the screenshots that we're seeing right now on our Twitch channel, yes. I'm pretty sure that's Ghostbusters for idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was Ghost Recon. Anyways, you guys had a really good time. Tell us about the game. Jazzy, you want to step in? No. This is your game, all right? I have a game I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is the first time he's ever not tried to steal someone else's game. Today. I know. I'm, I'm trying really, really hard. I'm really surprised. We're proud of you. I'm very proud of him. He said <laughs> he got a hat on that he doesn't even play. Ooh, shots Listen, fired. I will say this. I played two rounds of this this weekend, and the only reason I played two rounds was because Chris was too busy going out and getting food for his children because they apparently need to eat. And he wasn't on to play Ghost often. Recon with me. Ate <laughs> <laughs> way too often. Ate way too much. Um, but no, this game's the detail in this game is freaking amazing. Just a little. We, me and him, was sat back. We was watching a bunch of little nuances that's in the game. Like she lay down on the ground and she would actually come up all muddy and dirty, and it was just like. Who's she? Ooh. Our characters, as Tell you can see. Tell me more. Yeah. Look at those sexy bitches. People on the podcast cannot see; they can only hear. Okay, well. Well, they can't. S- oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he said podcast. <laughs> There's pictures on the green screen of our sexy characters in the background, just to give the listeners uh, a visual. Yeah. Yeah, we both decided to make chicks. I don't know. His is an Asian. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, badass Asian. Is. That's right. All right, I'm gonna stop this. Can we talk about the game, or are we just gonna sit here and talk about nothing? Uh, the like, game? what is the so game? Wait, what do you how, do in this game? How Asian? <laughs> How Asian are we talking? No, no, Deadeye. We're not going that way. <laughs> one of you tell us what this fucking Wait, game is. No, no, no. There was three white ones and a black one. There were no Asians in that game. Okay. You can, okay. When you create your character, you can pick an Asian chicken. Of course, Jazzy with his fascination with Asians, you know. 
instantly was, went Asian. There was even a green slime. Okay, one. so listen, it's <laughs> Ghost Recon. You are select. You're part of a team of four, so you control one of four people. Right. <laughs> and you're basically going around I fucking <laughs> hate all of you <laughs> <laughs> to these different areas of the map and collecting um, either weapons upgrades or medals that you can use to increase stats of your character or you can go into the story mission. Story mission is basically you're trying to take out a each cartel member right. to get to the top of the cartel. Yes, each um, designation like the maps are freaking huge. Me and Jazzy thought we actually beat like the whole map, the um, the beta. Wow, y'all can get in trouble with that for Twitch. So y'all know, <laughs> get reported. Um, oh dear God, oh my thing's not working. I can't even. I can't even say it. The six people that are watching me are gonna report me. I'm doomed. Oh no. But the maps are freaking huge. Like it was taking us forever to get back and forth to the point that. The first time I actually thought fast travel was going to be, like, annoying to me in the game. Like, I want to use the helicopters. I want to use the guns, the cars to get around. No. Actually, fast travel is fucking helpful as fuck because this shit is far. (laughs) (laughs) So eloquently put, Cable. Sorry. It's like when you play the game. Fucking fuck, man. Have you fucking copter fucking flew? When you play the game, it's like. Like, Jazzy died, and I died, and he somehow spawned, like, what, four kilometer, kilometers away from me? And it was like, okay, I'm going to drive to him. I'm not this is fly. America. We don't know what a kilometer is. It doesn't mean oh, anything. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to give you guys one more fucking chance before we move on. What the fuck <laughs> is this game? It's a four-player co-op mission-based game. Do I really, like, I didn't even play it. Someone tell me what that's, you do. That's exactly what it is. And you get individual <sighs> missions to build up your character while taking <laughs> yeah. out the cartel. There we go. It's basically the division, what the division should have been. Thank you. That was the best statement that's been made in this whole goddamn podcast so far. <laughs> what the division should have been. It's, that one sentence gave him everything he wanted. That's all I needed. It's basically the division meets Far Cry. We sat here for five minutes talking about fucking our characters and how they shovel across the ground when and how realistic it is, and no one even knows what the game is. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading chat. <laughs> <laughs> but when do you bust the ghosts? There is no ghost. You Why are the hell a ghost. are there ghosts? You are Isn't considered- it about reconning ghosts? <laughs> okay, Jazzy, for dear God, save this podcast. What have you been doing <laughs> lately? Okay, Holy aside from shit. aside from that that dumpster fire of an explanation that Chris gave me, I'm not even going to save it. I'm just going to say. Did we even mention it was a beta? Yeah, it was we beta. Did. the game's not beta. even out yet. Yeah. Okay, good. March seventh, I'm, just- I'm on it. Anybody else want to join our squad? It's me, Fama, Rick, and Jazzy. So we need a fourth. Yeah, do it. Oh, my God. Okay, so aside from the beta, I was playing Earth Mode in League of Legends. It was this weekend's game. Earth stands for Ultra Rapid Fire. Basically, what they do is this time you got randomly selected a character, so you didn't get to pick your own. After you get into the game, it's the same as a normal game, except for all of your mana doesn't get consumed and you basically have cooldowns that are very very reduced so you basically spam your abilities over and over and over and over again and it's super fun and it makes you think you're good at the game 
I actually think it's a little more difficult because you have to have the technical bias to be able to <laughs> click the buttons faster and aim. And you're not even. I'm think, sorry. You're not I'm even sorry. Did you, you're did not you mean even prowess, prowess right technical prowess, not, bias, yeah. whatever prowess. Biased. You can't. I'm technical biased. bias. I'm biased to this I'm game because that, it's good. Yes, I'm not saying the game wasn't good. I'm not even saying the mode's not good. I just, I just think you showed me like 16 screenshots you took of every good game that you had, which basically looked like every game. Because I'm that good. Nah, that's questionable. All right, you want to know I've what? I've played next normal time matches Earth comes with out, you. Next time Earth comes you out, 1v1. 1v1. One one. I don't, need to, one, one I don't need to lose to you. I'm not saying I'm better than you. What's your rank right now? What have you been playing? <laughs> what's, your, what's your rank right now? I haven't been playing ranked, so... Mm, uh, so you're not ranked? Is that what I you're am saying? bronze four. Bronze four. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Now, I will say this. You're the best out of everybody here, so congratulations. Thanks. There you go. You won the room. Yeah. Can't get a low rank if you don't play. And I don't. <laughs> Do you need me to re-emphasize everything I just said, saying the word fuck 70 times? I mean, that's kind of the the trend that we're setting. I okay. mean, we've already gone down that road. I mean, why, why turn back at this point? <sighs> uh, all right, well. Bet you had a fun time throwing the ball to Chris's court there. Yeah, I did. I, I threw it away from you guys thinking that Chris was going to save me, and he just, just like... I like curse There words. was like a trash yeah. can right next to him that was already on fire, and he just threw the ball in there. It was like I like curse words. <sighs> Anyways. What about Star Wars? I do like Star Wars. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> I got to play something really cool this, uh, this past weekend. Oh, what was it? Horizon Zero Dawn. You can't even do that to me. You can't even do that to me. You can't do that this week. Every other week you could. So let's try it again. I got to play some early access to Horizon Zero Dawn. I'll take that. <laughs> okay, so we got blessed with early access. I put 18 hours into this game. If you're not familiar with Horizon Zero Dawn, it is PlayStation's new exclusive game coming out by Guerrilla Games, and it is taking place. We don't, I guess, you don't really fully know, but it's future where the world's gone to shit, and all the humans that are left have regressed back to you know tribal times. But what's the confusing, confusing part is that there's giant machine animals all over the world. Chris, are you eating your microphone over there? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But, and uh, so yeah, the game is has a has a huge following. It's been it's been talked about for several years through E three, all this stuff. All I can say is this: if you were excited for this game, if you weren't excited for this game, if you're on the fence, I can tell you, it's amazing. It is game of the year for me. I don't see a game dethroning this. 18 hours in over the weekend, 27% completion, and I cannot wait to actually get my own copy now. I need my copy today. It's supposed to be here from Amazon with a statue and a steel case. It's amazing. Please do not sleep on this game. It is beautiful. It is your action RPG that you've been waiting for. I can't say anything more about it. It's it's. Amazing. I, I, as Brick Bitch put it, she has not seen me play a game like this in a long time. Even Final Fantasy 15, where I put a lot of time into it, I wasn't 
quite obsessed as this game just grabbed me from the beginning and I've been into the story, into the characters. I love all the sides, side missions. The mechanics are beautiful. The graphics are, are fantastic, which we already knew was gonna happen. Gorilla has a grand slam on their hands and it's going to be in the running for game of the year. That's an early prediction from me. Now, so I wanna, I want you to tell everyone listening about something you told me today at work. You brought up the mechanics of it and how it makes you feel. So, uh, yeah, so the mechanics are special in this game. So many times open world games can be clunky and they create this disconnect. They create a disconnect from the character. You might like the character, but when you're in battle, when you're when you're just running around, it just doesn't feel right. This game makes you feel like the baddest hunter in the land, which is what you are. So it's the perfect balance to make you feel like you can do anything with your bow. And and you just, you do it. And, and like you come back and you're like, man, I, I could be a pro gamer. I, I, I'm awesome. And it's just the mechanics are so well done that sprinting in one direction, sliding on the ground, spinning around and shooting a watcher that's flying in the air, which is this giant raptor-like robot, in the eye and taking it down with one shot is possible in this game and it's not luck it's it's just the way the game is that good um from from the mounts to to just the like i said the bow mechanics or any of the weapons they all work and they just do what you tell it to with the controller and that's what's beauty it's just there's no bugginess there's no lagginess it's just smooth and it makes you connect to Aloy. It makes you connect to the character and really just start to feel like you're part of this world. On top of the world being cool and on top of all the support characters being great, it really just sucks you in and you start to just drive the main story because you want to know what the mystery is. I I can't... And people have asked me on the Discord on the Discord chat and everything, what, what would you compare it to? What's it similar to? And I have a really hard time. I want to give you a comparison, but none of it really does it justice in the sense of how the game plays. I'm not saying it's the best RPG ever made. I'm not saying, like, there's aspects of it that are very basic because it's Gorilla's first RPG. But what I am saying is that the gameplay and just the experience is unique and special, and that's why no one should miss this game. I know a lot of people would sit there and say, the Last of Us is the best PlayStation ex uh, exclusive game ever made by Sony. I will disagree, and for me, this is the best exclusive PlayStation game ever made by Sony. I I just I love it that much, and it's in my wheelhouse. So it's it's a, I'm I'm being biased for sure, but I love this game. It is everything that I asked for. It beat my expectations, and everybody that listens to the show, watches the show, knows that I had high expectations. I put this thing on a pedestal a long time ago and it beat my expectations. Years. This is this is years of build from the day you saw the trailer. You were like, this is going to be my favorite game ever made. Yeah. So and the how fact many... that it surpassed your expectations actually is saying a lot. Yeah, it did. It's it's that good. I hope I hope everybody listening gets to enjoy this game. It's it's special. It's a, it's a, it's that special game we've been waiting for for this generation. I know we've gotten Uncharted Four, we've gotten you know Last of Us remastered, but it's really that fresh, brand new IP 
that is a is a home run. And and just like you know, we were hoping for games like No Man's Sky. We were hoping for games like Quantum Break. We were hoping for those those new IPs to be that breakout, and they just fell flat. And this game succeeded. And uh, you know, closing this off, just don't miss this game. Uh, if you're gonna wait, that's you know, like Deadite has a lot on his plate. He's gonna wait till later this year. But do not skip this game. You will you'll be missing out. Don't forget the order 1886. How much that one fell flat? Right, and, and you know what? For a twenty dollar game, it was actually a decent game. But for sixty bucks, yeah, it fell flat because you only got six to eight hours of gameplay out of it. And I heard rumor there's a two. I, uh, maybe we'll see. I think it's being published. I think if it is, it's going to get published by GameStop's new publishing company. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, my gosh, I was so sad when I had to give the early access. Uh, copy back. I was. I was like, <laughs> it's so sad because it's like 24 hours. I'm without the game for a day, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do with myself? I gotta record a podcast, but after that, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I know we were talking. In That's why you're gonna drink. We were exactly. talking in the chat earlier about it. Um, or well, yesterday, and like as soon as I saw that Amazon said mine was ship, I actually got real excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you. And it's hard to explain. You won't realize it until you play it. But that for the first ten minutes, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" You you literally be like, "This is." I'm experiencing something that's going to go down in history of Sony. Okay, is it Last of Us? Oh my god! Or because the Last of Us? Oh my god! Was like, oh my. I god. don't mean like store. Like I'm not giving. There's no spoilers here. Okay. So I'm not giving any. This has nothing to do with the story because I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize any story. I just mean the experience of what you're about to play is special and no one should miss it. This is like, you know, we're all getting hyped for the open world Zelda because it's something that we've never been able to do before. It's like that. It, this is the first of its kind in the sense of a new IP that's literally setting up Sony for a bright future with this IP. This is not this will not be its only game. I don't know if we'll ever see another kill zone because that's how good of a job Gorilla did. They're not gonna. They're not gonna green light a kill zone. Well, this is. Well, this is going. Period. All right. Sorry. I'm really. I'm really. Uh. Amped. I'm really drained from this. I just want to go play it. So well, what do you well, do in the game? I was gonna ask you on top of that question. Is how many? You said you put 18 hours in. How like how many, How much do you feel you have left into it? Well, I, I mentioned I put 18 hours in. I'm 27 percent complete. Oh damn! It's huge. The map. The map is huge. Um, and I mean the open. If you want me to tell you what you do, you, the open world, you're following a story of Aloy, the main character. I can't say anything more because it's we're not doing any spoilers. But you're following the story to get answers about yourself. Um, you know things that aren't spoilers is we, we all know that she's an outcast, and you know basically she's on her own personal mission along with some other things that happen along the way. I don't know everything because I'm only 27% in, but I can tell you the game is... I'm traveling across this map that looks about the size of Witcher 3's map, and it's amazing. The, the landscapes, the cities I'm coming across, and the machines act in a ecosystem. So it's not just like these random machines are just there. Like, they're... 
they're grazing and resource gathering and then you know if something and they're fighting each other if they get into each other's territory it, it's a it's an ecosystem that exists around you that's your kind of the outside piece that just keeps kind of you know butting its head and and having to take care of situations you find yourself in but I, I don't want to tell you too much about the game I'm because, so excited yeah let's just yeah, stop now it's, so it's amazing it. That's uh, that's that's all I got for that. So, let us know um, in the Gamezilla podcast group on Facebook, or right on the Motor City Gaming Facebook page. So, facebook.com slash Motor City Gaming social media profile. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, yeah, th- we that's what we've been playing. Let us know what you've been playing. <sighs> Man, I can't I can't stop thinking about it. I'm all distracted now. Let me tell you something that distracts the countless people around me. And it's how great my beard looks. Ooh. Ooh, I'm distracted. Yeah, I know. It's a vibrant, healthy-looking red beard, and it's because I use products that I bought at DetroitBeardCollective.com. I use my beard shampoo to clean it up when I shower in the morning. Then I throw on my uh, my beard elixir to, to treat it and my beard butter, and it keeps my beard soft and healthy and awesome. So what you need to do is treat your beard right by logging on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and placing an order today and tell you what, between the fine folks at Detroit Beer Collective and us here at Motor City Gaming, we're hooking you up with a discount. Punch in the discount code at checkout MC Gaming to save 20% on orders $25 or more. That's all your beard care needs. Get them there. Trust me, once you start using Detroit Beer Collective products, you'll never be able to go back to just washing your beard with your cheap ass suave shampoo. That's horrible for it. Treat it right. It's true. Get your beard shampoo and other great beard products. DetroitBeardCollective.com. That just reminded me that the beards in Horizon Zero Dawn are amazing. The facial hair and the actual hair, which is always something in gaming that seems to be off, phenomenal. So they must use DBC product as well. But is it as amazing as the GameZilla Alpha show? Nothing is, so no. But what is that? That's right. The GameZilla Alpha show hit the streets this past weekend... If you want early access to this, you just have to go over to Patreon.com, look up GameZilla Podcast, support us so that you get early access to the GameZilla Alpha Show. It's like four days early access. You could have all of the inside information and tell all of your friends all the cool stuff that's happening over at the GameZilla Alpha Show, which is that unique show that goes more in-depth about the topics that we don't have time to talk about here, you know? Maybe we wanted to do a whole, you know, review system on Horizon Zero Dawn. Possible future show. De- definite, definite future. So head over to Patreon. Donate some money to us so that we can keep putting this great content out for you. And don't tell me you ain't got money because you just saved money from the Detroit Beard Collective, okay? So you got it. <laughs> just had to let them know. So let's recap. GameZilla Alpha live. Yes. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and MotorCityGaming.com. Yeah, it's a website. Patreon is why it exists. Because of our patrons, we've been able to expand our shows, and we created this one topic each week in focus where we interview developers, producers in the gaming industry, or we pick a hot topic 
the news item in the gaming industry, and we focus on it for about an hour. We, we really try to keep the show right around an hour. It airs every Sunday on those great places I just rambled off. But, as Jazzy put it, patron members get it early access. About 48 hours. 40, yeah, Ooh. 48 hours yeah, early access. A couple a days, couple days. So... Your math was really bad on that. What did you well, say? What did you say? If you listen to, I said four days. Um, Oof, if you no, listen no. to the Gamezilla <laughs> Alpha first show, you will see that my math is off because it comes up in that episode as well. Yeah, you'll also see that I don't know how to use the word pilot properly. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm, I'm excited about the show, and Dead Eye Night put together a super awesome intro. So, I've been, I've listened to the intro over and over again because I like it. And I'm, 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 st- Stewing on some more ideas to make it better, so it will evolve. Ooh. But not like that video game. Please Actually, probably like just like that video game. <laughs> It'll eventually go free to play. All right. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. First up, Middle Earth. Shadow of War officially announced. What is that? It's the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. If you didn't get to play this, it was a Game of the Year nominee, um, and it is a. What are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking. Oh, at oh, sorry, I didn't even see that. My bad. <laughs> I'm real see through this week. Yeah, you are. I like it. Anyways, Ghosty, like Ecta. <laughs> Shadow of War is a sequel to 2014's excellent Shadow of Mordor. It will be released August 22nd this year. So that's surpri- this is the crazy part. We didn't even know about this game, and it's coming out this year in, a f- you know, what, six months, roughly? Not even. Yeah, about, yeah about, no, about six months. I was right. Um, so it was a leak that happened through a retailer, but the publisher has officially announced that the game is for PS4, Xbox One, uh, inclu- including... Project Scorpio, uh, Steam, and Windows 10. And it will be an Xbox Play Anywhere title. So, But, yeah, we don't have a ton of details on the game just yet because it just got announced, but we are getting a sequel. And for I I personally didn't play a lot of Shadows of Mordor. It is a very cool game. I watched Brick Bitch play a lot of it. And, um, Jazzy, did you play this game? I played a little bit of it. I, I really like the concept of this game where if you die... In the game, it like makes the enemy stronger because they like gain perks from killing you. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, and that's what they did say. The game will uh, feature an expanded version of the Nemesis system in Shadows of Mordor. The game dramatically created orcish officers that uh, reacted to their encounters with uh, Talion, the the character uh, in Shadow of War. Warner Brother promises that the world's environment itself will also be shaped by your play. Uh, as well as a new kind of reactive NPC, so pretty cool. Um, it was it was a great game, so it's cool to see a sequel out. Next up, Sony reveals PlayStation VR sales so far. We're about four months since the launch of the PSVR. Uh, you have two people at this table, myself and Jazzy, that both use the VR, and for the most part, we've been pretty happy with it. We'd like to see more more game support in a way and mainly not support. I mean, there's game support, but I want to see 
more news, more more communication about what's coming. Uh, it feels like it's kind of dried up a little bit, and it creates a little bit of an uneasy feel about owning such an expensive piece of equipment. But this was pretty good for Sony to come out, and they were speaking with the New York Times. Sony Interactive uh, head Andrew House revealed that 915,000 PlayStation VR headsets have been purchased by people as of February 19th. That's apparently outpacing the company's ex- expectations with how saying supply should catch up in April. That's the other big thing that we want to talk about. Any negativity that you're seeing around the PlayStation VR is kind of silly and with the sense that you can't walk into a store and buy one of these. It's not like they're sitting on the shelf. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, Sony's not uh, pumping, pumping out the models super fast, but they can't keep them in stock right now, which is, is a good thing. Uh do you think they're doing more of a Nintendo route where they don't want to have a ton of inventory just in case this thing does flop? I mean, I, I that's what Go I would south. do. I shouldn't say flop. It's already relatively successful. Yeah. Um, so Sony was originally targeting 1 million units sold uh, of the headset within six months, a goal the company has nearly reached in just four months. So they are ahead, they're ahead of that pace. At six months, I think they, they're clearly going to be, a, be you know past 1 million units. So... That's good news. I, I want to see VR continue to get support and continue to grow because I do believe that it is a viable platform for the future. You see, they got that new bundle, too. Yeah, we got a new bundle. Until with, uh, Dawn, Rush of Blood Yeah, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate that game is trash, but you got a new bundle. Yeah. It's out there. Your, your call. I, I, I don't want to... I guess it's not trash. It shouldn't be called Until Dawn. Yeah. Exactly. Don't get confused. If you played Until Dawn, this is not Until Dawn. They just tagged a name onto it so that it would sell. Um, it's a rail shooter. If you like a horror rail shooter, then have fun with it. You're better off playing Until Dawn. That's right. We got official news for something that Jazzy cares about more than I do. But Hearthstone's hey. journey to the Ungoro expansion has been officially announced by Blizzard. Take it away. Yeah, super cool. Uh, there's going to be an addition. Uh, well, basically, they're calling it the Journey to Ungoro. There's going to be 135 new cards that are going to be available sometime in April of this year. Uh, the biggest thing is they're adding two different types of cards um, into the game that we haven't seen before. They're going to be quest cards, where if you complete whatever the quest is on the card during gameplay, you can basically kind of uh, summon a reward card, which is going to be super cool because the one reward card that they do have um, shown here is super powerful. It's an 8-8 taunt with a battle cry that sets your hero's health back to 40. So you could be on the brink of death, complete this quest, summon this card, and basically go back to full health. So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff based around that. And they're also adding a new, I guess, uh, keyword into the game cards. It's going to be called Adept. And basically what that's going to do is you're going to be able to play a card that has the Adept in the actual title of the card. And it will basically allow you to pick one of ten perks that you get added to this card. So it'll help you uh, kind of, you know become a little bit more tactical in your gameplay if uh, there's something that you need instantly you can you know possibly change the card into that versus you know just having a normal bonus of damage if you want to you give give your character taunt to to soak up damage 
you know, give it shields or or give it wind fury so it can attack twice. It's just got a whole bunch of different options that you can put onto those cards to make them more powerful for what you need them at the time that you play the card. Yeah. Other than that, the uh, they add elemental as a uh, card title into this series, which you know we've had beasts and we've had. Um, Man, why can't I think of any other uh, pirates and stuff like that as specific card types? So we're going to have the uh, elemental card type added into this series as well. And did you mention when the uh, ex- they're expecting this? Yeah, sometime in April of this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, that's good. I, it's another big growth for this game to hopefully keep it evolving because I feel like this game at one point got pretty stale. And there was one way to win, <laughs> and that's yeah. why we all stopped playing. Yeah. So now it feels like they're really starting to push these expansions out, and they're they're you know uh, decent sized and creating a lot more strategy to the game. I like how the expansions are evolving the game versus just being more cards. True. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Next story is Overwatch shares another teaser for their new character, Doomfist. Um, no. No, it's not. But it does. it is starting to kind of shape out to be something cool. Uh, Blizzard has released yet another Overwatch teaser image. You can find these all on their Twitter, along with the following text. Genius Grant recipient and Nambani Local, what is it, F.I. Odell, posts curious image on her Holovid channel declaring, time to get to work. And it's a picture of a list that looks kind of done by what we think is a child uh or 15 chassis brandford arm fusion driver miniature tebelstein reactor paint axiom vocal processor and don't forget the lucio's serial which you also see in the upper corner of the image so pretty cool um with that right before that image got posted we found we got another one that uh was showing the OR-15 defense units were destroyed in a confrontation with an unidentified uh, assailant in the Nambani airport. No civilian casualties reported, and it shows an image of a you know airport where there's a giant like what looks like a fist that created this crater, and there's like a dead you know or a destroyed robot in it, along with a bunch of robots destroyed all over the ground. We've seen pictures of this 11-year-old girl, and the rumors are is she is remote control. She's she's taking control of what might be a mech or some sort of robot. We don't have proof of that yet, but these are the rumors. It makes sense because she clearly is uh, getting you know has has these grants offered to her for construction and knows what she's doing. So she's building some sort of weapon. That's what we know right now. <laughs> Am I missing anything, Overwatch champion Cable? Nope. You're pretty much spot on. There's nothing really has been leaked. A lot of people keep saying Doomfist, but it's not. he's not coming. There's, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually excited for this character because she's going to be at a, an offensive tank besides um, Roadhog. And so far, everything has been pointing that she's melee. So I really want to know how this is going to how she's going to work. So I'm, I'm excited for her. I can't wait to see what they do with her. Yeah. All right, next story. Neo passes 1 million sales, and in celebration, free DLC will be released. 
So, because they've hit 1 million sales already on this game, the company will be giving away a Golden Neo armor for all players in patch version 1.04, and that is available now. So, looks pretty cool. Really aggressive armor. So, um, I, I like this. I like seeing that this game's having success, and in return, they are giving back to their fans. They are saying thank you in, in a way, and that's, that's always... Um, Something that I like to see. I like to see it with, with how Overwatch continues to build and listen to their fan base. Splatoon, you know, gave tons of DLC. Witcher Three is another great example of something that has huge success, and because of it, just kept giving out more and more content. And um, that's always always good to see. So, and we're looking at more DLC to come in the future of this. It looks like uh, the game is going to be getting a higher difficulty missions uh, later on next month. And the uh, player versus player combat coming in April. Which that could be real cool. So, yeah. All right. This one hits close to home for me. Next story, Insomniac on why there isn't a Sunset Overdrive sequel. Because the game sucked. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. The game did not suck. The game was horrible. The game was... What are you talking about? The game was horrible. You could oh shoot teddy, flaming teddy bear rockets. Okay. The game's a blast. If you like if you like open world jet set grind radio, th- this is this is it. I mean, this is it's it's a ton of fun. And the big reason why we don't have a sequel, they uh, they responded with Ask My- Microsoft. <laughs> so a Sunset Overdrive sequel might still be happening, but for now the franchise remains inactive, according to Insomniac President Ted Price. When asked by Game Informer why there has yet to be a follow-up from the 2014 Xbox One exclusive, Price replied, you'd have to ask Microsoft. We are passionate about that franchise, and we own it. So you may see more sunset in the future from us. Price continued, No promises and no timeline to speak of, but it is something that represents our willingness to create unexpected experiences. This isn't the first time Insomniac has looked to Microsoft when asked questions about the franchise. In September of last year, the developer said they would like to bring Sunset Overdrive to the PC, but said that the time that... Uh, said at the time, the ball is in Xbox court. Insomniac um, recently released Song of the Deep, which we liked, and Ratchet and Clank. So, and they're also working on a super cool-looking Spider-Man game for exclusively for the PS4. So they have plenty of projects to worry about right now. But I mean, IGN gave this a 2014 Game of the Year award. Um, it, it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it's definitely a game that even though it didn't catch Cable's um, attention and not everybody's attention, it's a game that I think did well enough that it deserves a sequel in a world that, you know, <laughs> gets we get sequels to games that, like, let's be honest, Titanfall 2 probably shouldn't have been a sequel because the first one bombed so bad. So I don't... I don't know. I just I think there's so many other games out there that are getting attention and getting horrible sequ- you know, don't deserve a sequel, yet this game is sitting dormant. And it comes back to the same problem with Xbox. You have no exclusives. You have no games that I want to play, so my system collects dust, and yet you sit on an exclusive that Insomniac is willing to keep with you, and you and you don't do anything with it, and it just it, it confuses me. It, it's just not not a good move. 
Microsoft, do you have a comment on this article? <clears throat> yeah, see, what, uh, what Insomniac was trying to do here was they was trying to create an exclusive Xbox One video game, and we ain't all about that here over at Microsoft. Why are they cowboys? I like I like that he tried to portray Microsoft as Southern like. Yeah, I was like, like why is he Southern? No, like a Southern orc on Well, here at Microsoft, we certainly an exclusive interested, so you can just take your games and play them elsewhere. We're Thank Jiminy Crickets. Our system don't even play games. See, I like where Jazzy was going. Yeah, with that. I was going oil tart. We don't do exclusives now. We play Madden over here now. Actually, they played on PlayStation more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because we got 60 million systems. Well, have you ever heard of Call of Duty there, young man? That's on PlayStation now, too. Oh, well, uh, we got Kill Xbox. You're in there trouble. You <laughs> we don't need exclusives to be. You just gave them an exclusive. Dear Xbox, you're in trouble. Put out exclusives for dear God. Well, here at Microsoft, we like treading water, young man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should make an oil drilling game. Let me ask folks. As we say here in Seattle, if your boots ain't wet, you ain't going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, let me ask you a question that I that I came up with because of this article. Microsoft's from Seattle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Scorpio's on the way, and we're going to hear about it at E3 in a few months. When we go... <gasps> That's right, we're going to E3! Not it's, me, but them. Yeah, it's confirmed. Jazzy and I will be attending E3 this year. First time for Motor City Gaming. First time, period, for either one of us. And I am... Uh, we're, we're, very, we're very excited. I can't wait. Shit's gonna get crunk! Fuck PAX East! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so my question is... Project Scorpio is going to get announced. It's going to be this, you know, probably the leader in in specs currently. But there's nothing to play on it. And I have a hard time believing they're going to sit there and say, here's 30, 20, 30 new games coming out for the Scorpio that we don't know about already. I also think the Scorpio is going to be like the PS4 Pro, where anything you make for the Scorpio, it's going to have to play on the Xbox One, because why would you alienate your small, you know, I don't want to say small, but your 20, 30 million infrastructure that you have by releasing a new system and saying, oh, well, yeah, but if you want to play this game, you have to play over here on the Scorpio. That's not going to work out for you. I guarantee yeah. it. Plus, they're all what? about cross-play and everything. Like, they want you to be able to play backwards-compatible yeah. games and play on your, right. your Windows 10 device. So let's say this thing comes out at five, $600. Why should I buy one? Because it's going to be the best. But there's nothing to play on it. What are you talking about? You got Halo Wars and 4K. Halo Wars isn't even in 1080, in my <laughs> opinion. That game looks like <laughs> trash. I'm sorry. Speaking of that, um, real side side note, that's not even on my news, but did you hear that... Um, <laughs> so DICE Awards, a lot of this is coming from the DICE Awards, by the way. DICE Awards right. happened last week, and a lot of this news is coming from that show. But 343... Uh, the creator of Halo, you know, the, the not the creator, but the uh, the, the current developers of Halo. Yeah. They um they came out and said, we have learned from our mistakes, and you see what happened with Master Chief Collection and Halo Five. We realized didn't go too well. Duh. So moving forward, all Halo games will have couch 
co-op split screen. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what went wrong with that. That's <laughs> what we learned. <laughs> they also, nope, nope. They also said, they came out and said, we will make sure the stories being told in Halo games are simpler. Oh, my God. Well, now, young man, it seems that you don't understand what's happening with your, with your boy, Master Chief and Cortana. Yeah. So we're going to make it a little more simple for you and your little video game playing brains now. Your problem with Halo 5 is that you never even finished the story that you're trying to tell. And it was a basic story. It was just a, this guy doesn't like this guy, and we don't know why. And then it was like, let's be friends, and let's go save the world. You, that that was, it was a simple story. It just sucked dick. That was the problem with your game. <sighs> Basically, they came out and, and pretty much told me that I, that I should have no faith in this company with the Bungie, with the Bungie franchise. Or sorry, actually, yeah, I was right, with the Bungie franchise, but with Halo. Like, give Halo to someone else, Microsoft, for God's sakes, stop. 343 does not deserve to be working on this franchise. Yeah, I am give sorry. Give it to Infinity Ward. I'd give them a shot at this point. <laughs> at least they can make a first-person shooter that's balanced. Sometimes, anyways, I'm done. I'm not gonna. I'm not going on an Xbox rant. I want to talk about something cool. Also coming out of the Dice Awards, Marvel games to tell original stories, not held to canon. So this is pretty cool. Um, Marvel games won't be forced. Won't force the developers to partner with. Sorry. Let me try that again. Marvel Games won't force the developers it partners with to squeeze their games into existing storylines throughout the Marvel universes, a.k.a. you don't have to make a movie game because, guess what? Movie games suck, for the most part. Fact. So, speaking at DICE 2017, Marvel Games creative director Bill Rossman instead... Um, instead assured that the teams behind games like Spider-Man for the PS4 or Guardians, of or Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, are being given the opportunity to create new visions of beloved characters. We want to give developers freedom to tell their story, and we want to make it an original story. We want to give our partners freedom to look at all of Marvel history and to pick from what interests them, like a bit it's like a bit we're saying, hey, you're the chief, you're going to make this meal, here's all of, sorry, you're a chef, you're going to make this meal, here's all the ingredients, you pick the ingredients that you like and make a new meal. This is awesome. This is what, yeah. I, give, give, you know, let people license out your IPs and let them be storytellers because that's what they do. You know, Insomniac are storytellers. They make great games. Ratchet and Clank is a great game. You know, so like, I love this idea. It also tells us that this Spider-Man game that we're getting is going to be potentially the best Spider-Man game ever made. <laughs> I think Deadites over there are probably speechless right now. I, I, I am so excited for the. I, I almost want to say that your Horizon Zero Dawn hype is like my my Spider-Man hype is almost where yours has been for a while. Like for that game, I'm. I think it's going to be awesome. It looks beautiful, and I'm just excited to go on an adventure as Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm right there with you because you know I'm a Spider-Man head, and I can't wait for this game. 
Yeah. Rosman said, we want our developers to have passion. We want them to put their stamp on the games. It's their game. We want it to be their vision. Uh, Rosman did note, however, that Marvel does consider where audiences are coming from with their awareness of each property. So, for example, Telltale's Guardians project will feel familiar to people who have seen the movie, the first of which stands as Marvel Studios' fifth most successful film at the box office uh, domestically and worldwide, with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 hitting this May, which I'm super pumped for. But... This is fantastic. This oh, is, look at him. This is the way that Marvel needs to... I'm happy to see that they're letting people kind of have some freedom. You know, we've seen too many games where it's like, yeah, you can uh, have the license, just make uh, a game that's based around the movie, but don't spoil anything about the movie and don't do any of this. And so you just get this, like, janky-ass game that, like, makes no sense, and you're just beating the same repetitive goons over and over and over again. You know, we and it's just it's disappointing. We've And not, not to say that we haven't had any good superhero games, but most of these licensed games that don't let you tell an original story have been pretty much trash. I mean, look at the Arkham Knight, look, the Arkham series. It's a good series that was given a lot of free, you know, creativity rights, and Rocksteady did a hell of a job with it. Um, I really enjoyed, on, on a different note, where on a Marvel side, we, we got X-Men Legends and um, Ultimate Alliance. Those were good games that were based off of story arcs within comic books, but they did it in a way that it was like a gauntlet-type you know, co-op brawl, and it worked really well. But when you go pick up Iron Man 2 that's based off of the game, off the movie, it's a giant heap of shit that Sega should have never even been given the rights to. Like, you know, and that's that's where you have to balance this out. And I think I think these companies like Marvel, like DC, are starting to realize this that we want the best out there, Insomniac, Rock Rockstar or sorry, uh, Rocksteady. These these type of developers, we want top-notch developers making games with our IPs. Don't forget Square Enix. Square Enix, which has just been been announced, so Marvel clearly is is starting to pay attention. DC has done a good job Injustice. with Injustice, Injustice, and uh, and Arkham series. So this is this is old, positive news. I can't. There's nothing. It's I'm, sad nothing because it's say. all the lawyers. It's all the lawyers. They're like, oh well, this isn't part of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's vision. So you gotta you gotta go off of what they think. And from everything that I've read about Stan Lee and Jack. Kirby, uh, you know, in starting Marvel and and building this whole universe, they want people to come up with these kind of alternate storylines and tell their own story through characters. Like, it's just, it's the lawyers just getting on everybody's case, like you know, slapping hands and saying, "No, you can't do that." Well, I think the problem is, is that like when you have a when you have a Hollywood movie that's coming out in May, and you have that type of money put into that movie. The last thing you want is some little video game company over here that's making, like, in comparison, this tiny little, you know, nugget mm-hmm. uh, to do something to unravel, unravel your whole plan for May, right? Oh, there's this huge issue with this game. There's a huge issue with the story, you know, and and now they're putting that fire out instead of focusing on marketing their, sh- their movie. 
Wasn't like the Matrix when that came out? When that game came out, it spoiled the ending of the Matrix Reloaded. Well, I don't think it spoiled it because the game was so fucking bad that I don't think anybody ever got to the end. So it's okay. I actually beat that game. <laughs> Why? Wow. I pity your soul. I pity your soul, was, my friend. It was a it was a rough choice, but wait for I, Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Atari game, I believe. Atari made that game. <laughs> I was so excited for that game. Oh, my God. It was so bad. All right. <laughs> so I want to build on the, the last story here. Marvel hints at the story details for Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy at DICE 2017. So Marvel Games creative director Bill Rossman shared a few new story details about Telltale's upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy adventure series, saying it will explore the space traveling crew's relationship as a family and how it could be torn apart. We are really taking it seriously and focusing on each character. Rosman explained during his talk titled World Building the Marvel Way. To do this, the game will take explore will explore the questions, who are they? What do they want? Who are they are how are they a family and what could tear the family apart? The five-part episode series was revealed last month confirming the game will deliver a brand new story centered around Star-Lord and his pals who discover an artifact of unspeakable power. So, that, uh, I like it. Again, just saying, hey, we're giving them control. Here's a little tidbit of what it's going to be. I, I'm. This is going to be that first, like, I've played Telltale games in the past, but it's been more of a brick bitch type game. This is the one I'll play. I will play, all, I will play through the entire, ep- uh, all the episodes of this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series. I will say on a side note, Rosman also briefly touched on the upcoming Spider-Man title that Insomniac Games is developing for the PS4, highlighting that the personal investment that Marvel and Insomniac have in the project. It is very personal for us, he said. We are going to focus our life's journey into this game to celebrate him with the world. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 and then lastly, yes. So Also, yes. <laughs> All really good news coming out. Just thinking about the trailer for this game, I get, like, goosebumps. Like, I can feel, like, shivers coming up my arms. I'm very excited. I can't wait for E3. You know they're going to show it at E3. Oh, yeah. We're going to get something at E3. We're going to be there. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much to do. See with our own eyeballs. So much to do. All right. Last news story. How Street Fighter II inspired Mortal Kombat's fatalities. This one's uh, a little tribute. (laughs) There it is. This one's a little tribute to Deadite. We all know he is the Mortal Kombat player of the group. And um, I wanted to throw this in here because the co-creator, Ed Boon, was interviewed uh, by IGN, and they were talking about the mechanics of the game. And so Boon revealed that the dizzy mechanic introduced in Street Fighter 2, which renders a player unable to move for a brief period of time mid-battle after getting um, hit too many times consecutively ultimately led to the creation of fatalities in Mortal Kombat. Ed Boon said, I played a lot of Street Fighter 2, and one of the things about Street Fighter that annoyed me and I loved was when you get the other guy dizzy, he said, highlighting how good it felt to be the guy who got his opponent dizzy, and conversely, how bad it felt when you were on the receiving end. For Mortal Kombat, Boone wanted to capture that good feeling without giving the opposing player the bad feeling. As such, they moved the Dizzy to the end of the fight and created Mortal Kombat's iconic finish him. 
ending, proving the winning player with that added moment of satis- oh, sorry, providing the winner player with that added moment of satisfaction. He went on to say, usually people would just do an uppercut and that would f- and that would feel better. Boone said of the initial response to the finish him ending. This then led to the team to wonder what if you could do something special at the end, which ultimately led to the creation of fatalities. So, they also asked Boone which fatality came first, to which he said, I think the Kano tearing the guy's heart out, noting it was such a cliche martial arts movie type of thing. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And, and if you want to see this whole interview, IGN has it on their uh, IGN, IGN Unfiltered. So you can you can find Ed Boone's full interview there where he talks about all sorts of stuff about Injustice 2, um, Mortal Kombat, the future of Mortal Kombat. Um, there's there's a lot of content there. So, but what do you think? I mean, I mean, we know that Street Fighter has a rich history, and you know, a lot of things spawned from it. But to hear Ed Boone talk about how he played it, and because of it, it developed his idea for Mortal Kombat. That's super cool. It's interesting to hear the the insight to the understanding he had of the gratifying parts of playing Street Fighter. Like, he understood that it feels good to make your opponent dizzy, and it felt bad to be made dizzy. And that's taking it beyond just the competitive aspects of winning is fun, losing sucks. Like, he found a, a fine mechanic in Street Fighter 2 and thought to himself, okay, how can I apply that to my game and try to make it, you know, just as a positive without the negative. It's cool to see that insight of a game developer's mind because nowadays when you talk to probably any game developer, they have aspects of their game that are inspired by other games they've played. Everything is somewhat derivative of things that have been played because every game developer out there now grew up with games. We're at that point where if you're developing games, you are a gamer, where that maybe wasn't the case so much 20, 30 years ago. Well, yeah, we're we're in this like this transition where this next generation is starting to take over and they were the gamers and now they are the the builders. Mm-hmm. And to not pull from what you loved it just doesn't happen. Like I don't care in what industry and in what part of the world you you look upon things that you've experienced as you've grown up and that shapes you into if you if you think you can make something better you know then then you go for it and and that's that's what I like to see like you know one of the ones one of the uh examples I always like to go to is Axiom Verge and when you talk to the creator how much the Metroid and Castlevania world you know, affected him and why it was so important for him to make this piece that is its own game and is a great game, but totally makes you feel back. And honestly, it's like you play Axiom Virgin and you're like, I'm going to go play Metroid now. I'm going to go play Castlevania. It just gets you in the mood. And, and that's special. Like when you can, when you can do something like that. And I think Mortal Kombat's special because it created that other half of the fighting world at the time where it's like you had Street Fighter and now all of a sudden you have Mortal Kombat. You would go to the arcade and you would, you would, you know, you'd have the separated groups. You have the Mortal Kombat guys and then you'd have the Street Fighter guys. They didn't necessarily mingle because it was almost like he created this separate world for himself. And that was, that's super, you know, it's special. You don't get that every, every day. Yeah. It's cool that you could go up to like 
a buddy of yours that is a big fan of Mortal Kombat and be like, hey, do you know how uh, you know fatalities came into play? It was an emotional response that the developer got from another video game. And yeah. you'd be like, no, it wasn't. And then you could tell them the whole story. And it's just, it's cool how that one small satisfying moment created an iconic part of a major video game. Yeah, super cool. Oh, all right. Well, if you want to read more about any of these news stories or or discuss them, then head over to the GameZilla podcast group on Facebook. It is a private group, so make sure to request to join. Everyone is welcome. We just keep it close. So that way the spammers and stuff like that don't hit us. We like to control this so that way we have a healthy, fun community. So there's a bunch of us in there talking about games every day, and that's where we can talk more about Mortal Kombat, set up gaming, um, set up gaming times to, to meet up on PSN or Xbox Live or maybe the Switch soon. Ooh. There it is. And, uh, of course, you can read all these articles on our Facebook page Motor City Gaming. I just want to do one last news shout out mm-hmm. and this is a special news story that I'm going to dedicate to my friend Bud Mesher Caleb. Dice 2017 Game of the Year Overwatch. Oh I meant to put this in here. I missed that. Yeah. So uh, suck on that Bud Mesher Caleb. Oh, I do have it in here. I just didn't open it, and oh well, oops. So yeah, another award in their belt, you know. Like yep. so, they've they've pulled the two big ones uh, for the year, honestly. So yeah, good, uh, good, good job. Congrats to them, and um, they they just keep on rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you sir are a piece of shit. Me or him? Uh, him. Nice, Jazzy. Jazzy. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Overwatch also won Outstanding Achievement in Game Design. It won Outstanding Achievement in Online Gameplay. It won... I thought I saw another one in this list. Um, Nope, I guess. Oh, yep. Action Game of the Year. And... That's it. Okay. It only won like four or five awards, so... (laughs) It did better at DICE than it did at the Video Game Awards. Yeah. Well, that's the news, so if you want to know more about it, find us on MotorCityGaming.com or on the social media, Motor City Gaming, Gaming in Detroit. I think it's time to get in some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. This is emails, so hold on to your butts, because it's going to get bumpy. How do you like that one? I uh, liked it. Um, I like I want to say this. It's time to snake emails. Cut the music. You know what's coming up. It's Muster Bust. In concert, Must or bust? That's right. We haven't done a muster bus in a hot second, and since Jazzy wanted to go and change it up from the uh, the script here, we just ripped it from him. It's time for muster bus. Then you can do your emails. This is why emails are so bad because you screw with me every week. No, you you screwed up in the first three three words, so then I just took it over. I fixed it. This is like we hand it off, right? You're like, here you go, hot potato, hot potato, and I was like, yeah, I got this. At least when you hand me the ball, I don't throw it in the dumpster fire that's next to my desk, right, Chris? 
Muster Bust is a occasional series that pops up where we talk about the games that are right around the corner that you should buy or maybe avoid. Let's get into a very special day of and week of the Nintendo Switch launch. All right. But first, I want to just go ahead and push this out real quick. Horizon Zero Dawn is out today. It is a must. Do not miss this game. Also, I just want to say one important thing. Happy Metroid Monday! Hey. Had to fit it in there. Okay. So, it's a must. I'm going to go across the table. No, I already know this guy's a to, must. We didn't, know, we didn't even go across Evo. the table. Just do it. If I wasn't going to must on another game that's going to take up the next few months of my life, I would be musting on this, so it's a must. I'll be playing it probably sometime in the fall. Cable 2KX. Must. There we go. Let's move on. Nintendo Switch launch is upon us in about, what do we got? Two days? 48 hours? Somewhere Which would be four days with my man. It's true. All right, so let's talk about the Switch. First of all, is the Switch a must or bust? It's a must. If you want to know what the future of gaming is, I, th- I think this is it. I think we are seeing a trans- a, a evolution of mobile gaming. We got Sony already throwing patents out there, with uh, which things that look a lot like the Switch. Mobile gaming is, is coming. It's getting like its second wind is what I think. Mobile gaming has been big. We saw the Game Boy have success. The DS has had success. But the PSP had success. But since this day and age of smartphones and tablets, handheld has, I'd say, not had as much success. I think we're about to see that change. I think people are getting tired of every mobile game playing the exact same way. Tap the screen, your character jumps, swipe the screen, your character ducks, and that's it. There's You can't do a whole lot, but, th- but with these new systems coming out, it's going to be home console on the go. So, Nintendo Switch, must or bust, Deadite. If you like having fun and you're not an idiot, it is a must! I can't agree more. Must, <laughs> must, and must. Jazzy? Yeah. As anybody who has listened Stick to anything... Stick to your guns. ...has listened to this show, they know that I was on the kind of uh, op- a slightly opposite end of these guys. However, I would like to say, just because I am not a day one supporter of the Nintendo Switch, it is still a unit that needs to be purchased, so it is a must. You're either with us or you're against us, Jazzy. He's against us. Some of us come late to the party, and that's okay, okay? All right, well, it's not going to get any better. Let's go over to Cable. It's a bust. I'm not even going to ask why, because I don't care. A non-fun having <laughs> idiot. Legend of Zelda, Muster Bust, Deadite. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Maybe the only game that could be better than Horizon Zero Dawn. It's That's po- why I'm not playing Horizon Zero Dawn, because I'm getting Zelda. It's a 100% must if you're a Wii U owner or a Switch soon-to-be owner. If... If Horizon Zero Dawn wasn't the setting that it was, and and just the overall the overall world, um, I would I would agree with you. Zelda Zelda would would be my pick, but Horizon does fit my personal just love, and 
I will be getting Zelda. It is a must. But I honestly, now that I have 18 hours into Horizon, I do believe Horizon will pull me away from my Switch if I cannot beat it before the Switch launch, which only gives me about 48 hours, which I have to work some of those hours. So more like probably uh, 20 hours. You're not showing up to work at all this week. I don't even know what you're talking about. 20 hours would put me at 38, and people are saying it takes 48 to 50 to really beat the game in its entirety so I'm probably not going to beat it by the launch which means I'm going to have to share time between the Switch and Zelda and Horizon but but still Zelda is a must Jazzy if you are a Zelda fan like Jazzy this is a must <laughs> for me unfortunately I am not a huge fan of Zelda lies therefore it is a bust you however should... if you like cool hats those are musts. You should wear that hat again. I burnt it. You're a liar. In a fire. Chris! It's a must. Cable! It's Chris, by the way. I, I like to use people's real names randomly because I'm an idiot. Cable, are you gonna are you going to buy it on Wii U? I'm not going to. No, yeah, I probably will for the kids because they want it. Yeah, because they have better taste than their dad. All right, moving on. We're going to go with Bomber Super Bomberman R. I'm going to go with it is a must if you are looking for the multiplayer launch title, couch co-op, online, doesn't matter, Super Bomberman R, must for that multiplayer. Jazzy. If you have friends that own the Switch, buy this game. However, I do not own a Switch, therefore I am not the cool friend, so I will not be buying this game. Bust. Dead eye. Dead I'm actually a little on the fence. And I'm going to throw this out there because the Switch is a new experience. Bomberman, not necessarily a new experience. I want games that I haven't been acquainted with before. I'm actually going to go initial bust. I will eventually get Bomberman, but I don't think I'll get it at release. So I'm going to call it a bust right now. Man, $31 on Gamers Club. It's a must on it when it comes down to multiplayer for 30 bucks. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to buy it. I'm going to play it with you. I'm going to buy it. That's probably, you're probably right. But I'm right. at least initially hesitant. I could very well see this being a huge one for, for you and your wife. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to decide what game Same she's not mine. interested in Zelda. So I'm trying yeah. to decide, is she going to like Bomberman? Is she going to like Shovel Knight? Is she going to like Snipper Clips? Like which which of those three games is going to get her the most? All three musts. Bama. Let's just wrap it up. All three are musts. Snipper Clips, another good couch co-op. Slash co-op game, and then, I mean, Shovel Knight with the new expansion that is a Switch exclusive currently, so you're only going to be able to play it on Switch right now, makes it a must. I'd play Shovel Knight over uh, Bomberman. That's why I think that'd be more of a must. Snipper Clips, nothing about that game interests me whatsoever. Okay. You have to have friends to play Snipper Clips, Jason. Cable 2KX. Uh, Bomberman... Is a must. Snipper clips don't care about that game. Um, Shovel Knight must. Okay. Just there because go. you got to have something to play on the Switch that's gonna die after like six months. Wrong. Guess whose mic just got cut for the rest of the show yeah. for negativity. All right. So I have to bring up one little thing that has really nothing to do with Muster Bus, but it just threw a, it showed up in the Discord Gamezilla live chat that you get access from through Patreon. I have a comment more so than a question. 
that will cause major controversy for the MCG crew. Today, I learned that the president of MCG, Mr. LPJ himself, has not beaten Ocarina of Time. Now, I know this is hard news to swallow, and many of you may know, may now have a different opinion on him, but... I've always thought he was a scumbag. Rest assured that I will do all that I can to help him achieve completion. He is at the end of the game, but can't beat the final form of Ganon. As, as my blood, I will help him reach the promised land, but as a gamer, the truth must be heard. Chops. This is sad news. It, it is extremely sad news as our elder of MCG, I won't call him president, but our elder, because he's old as shit, has, not, has not completed Ocarina of Time. <sighs> Man. The entire, I feel you, bro. The entire company just lost credibility. Yep. You should be ashamed of yourself, LPJ. Hopefully Chops can save your soul. That's been Muster Bust. Make sure to check out the launch of the Nintendo Switch. We will be having coverage of our box, uh, unboxing, some gameplay, anything that we can really get going once we pick up our systems. Uh, Zelda Bomberman will become... You left out at least one launch title. What? Fast Remix. The F-Zero-looking game. Oh, RMX? Yeah. I think they're calling it Fast Remix. Oh, I, think I also saw RMX, but maybe that was like a code name. Bust. Um, bust. I'm not. I'm not that excited for it. I think there's a a pod racing style game coming out during the summer, and I think I'm going to hold off on Fast RMX to get this pod racing game. It's not yeah. Star Wars pod racing, but it's like it. The issue with it is that it just doesn't look. It looks rushed. It looks like very basic you know like like i watched some gameplay i was like this just does it's not what like wipeout was special is special f-zero is special this just kind of looked like g extreme for the gamecube or maybe it was extreme g extreme g for the gamecube it's just not very good if you don't know what that is look it up it's bad okay muster bust is done jazzy i'm sorry but here you can have your email section back the FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy Fiddle, your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. Don't fuck it up. That's right. You write them. We read them. It's time for emails here on the GameZilla podcast. If you would like to influence a show, head over to Patreon.com. Donate to us so that you can influence this show. That's where we pull a lot of our emails from. So those are the emails that we are going to read first. If you uh, you know, don't want to do that, you can head over to info at MotorCityGaming.com or post them on the GameZilla group of our Facebook page. And if you're lucky enough to get chosen, you might have your question read live on the cast. Our first question comes from Sci-Fi AJ. My dude Joe at work is trying to run H1Z1 on his PC and wants to know what minimal specs he should have to run it well. He's wondering about graphics card in particular. Samurai Bao, Sci-Fi AJ. I just lost my headset. <laughs> I can't hear shit. Jazzy, help me. We were jamming a little bit too hard. I got you, bro. Time to, good thing you're getting a new, you can get a new headset at East there. East, 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 East. Lucid sound, baby. Lucid sound. Yeah, lucid audio. That's what I got. Thanks okay. to BMC. Uh, 
All right, so uh, what were we talking about? Uh, graphics cards? Yeah. Which for graphics cards? H1Z1? Uh, for H1Z1. Well, I mean, I could sit there and tell you to go buy a GTX 1080, GTX 1070, but you got to make sure you have a power supply that will support it. Um, but I mean, those are, those are your, like, top of the line right now. I personally run um, 9, MSI 970 GTX. We run, two, we run two of those, which is overkill, so you don't need that. But to run H1Z1, I mean, I guess if you want to run it, like, on ultra settings, like, you still don't need anything crazy. You could probably get away with a 960 or a, uh, I think on the AMD side, it would be an R9. But the problem is, is that you can buy a 1070 for the same price as a 970. So the weird thing about GPUs and, and graphics cards is that the pricing when on an older model doesn't necessarily drop. So you want to make sure that buying the latest is like before you go and like, oh, I can get this one for, you know, 399. You want to make sure that the brand new one isn't also three ninety nine because sometimes it is. Uh, I would check Newegg, I would check Micro Center, and and do some homework because there's always a sale between uh, Nvidia, MSI, um, PNY, like all the uh, ASUS, you know, different brands that make GPUs. But there's a ton of options out there, and H one Z one doesn't require a, a ton of power. But if you want to future proof yourself for other games. I would at least go with a 970 or maybe consider picking up a new 10,000 uh, or 1070 series. I pulled up some specs of some minimal requirements for yeah, the game. Yeah, read them to me. Uh, you need uh, a 64-bit version of Windows, uh, so you can't run 32-bit. It could be 7, 8, 8, 1, or 10. If you have 8 or 8, 1, flush your computer down the toilet because it's And trash. burn it. <laughs> Just burn it. <laughs> Uh, processor, you need an Intel i3 dual core with hyper threading. It says that's required. AKA not a lot. Yeah. Um, four gigs of memory. Not a four lot. Four gigs of RAM. Um, you know, uh, an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 275 series or higher. So that's pretty standard. <laughs> Again, two, that's nothing. Yeah. So pull, putting on a, a 900 series or, or a 1000 series graphics card, you're going to be just fine. Uh, same with an R9 or even an R8 uh, Radeon series. Uh, storage 20 gigs and then sound card a direct x compatible sound card all of it's actually pretty straightforward yeah so it's, it's not a huge uh, resource hog so yeah. so and just to throw this in there, i do watch a couple of streamers that play this game and they always run theirs on low settings yeah well well there you go sci-fi uh just memorize everything they just said so that you can seem really cool at work when wrong. you tell this to Joe. Wrong! You tell Joe to pop his earbuds in and listen to this damn podcast. I want to give a shout out to Sci-Fi because in this question he also let us know that Joe received one of the MCG armbands with our website on the inside so that way he can tune in and learn about what graphics card he should buy. Yeah. Thanks for the support, Sci-Fi so better AJ. be listening. And Joe, if you listened, thank you. I give you a switch snap. Oh, nice. Our next question comes from JJ. Boom! I caught a Pikachu with a birthday hat on in Florida. Bet none of you... <laughs> Sorry. Bet none of you MCG people have one of those. Why do, was, do why'd you, you laugh? Because I, I read ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, bet none of you MCG people have one of those. I can answer this do one. Do you? I can question answer mark. I can answer this one. Way cooler than Jazzy, his sister. But that's true. Absolutely true. The answer to this question is no, I do not have one because I do not play this shitty game. 
Ooh, shots fired. She will fight you. I know she will. She uh, knows I gave up on this game. I might rather rub cat diary in my eyes than play Pokemon <laughs> Go. Yeah. Okay, I would rather play Pokemon Go than that. So I'll go. I'll just sit. Let me re-download the game. I'm coming back. Okay? It's one or the other, Grim. I'm going it's to, one or the other. Give you me need Pokemon Go, please. It's one or the other, and we we know on the other side of the studio door there very well could be a pool of cat diarrhea. There probably is, and I'm gonna go the other way and play Pokemon Go. No, there you go. Well, you're welcome, JJ. I got you someone to play with. <laughs> Oh, thank you for the question, and uh, I do not have one yet. I play Pokemon Go with my sister still, so uh, she is uh, got one up on me now. Our Yay. next question comes from Testonomics. With the Nintendo Switch coming out this weekend, I am trying to plan my meals around not having to cook or leave the house simply so I do not have to stop playing Zelda. I'm thinking Jimmy John's on Friday, Chinese on Saturday, and pizza on Sunday. If anybody else is is anybody else going through the unnecessary extremes to make sure that your gaming bender of the weekend is not interrupted. Go ahead. Test. I'm going to drop some mad crazy knowledge on you right now. I hope I have a feeling you're going to take my idea. So I'm, I but go ahead, I want you to. Test. The damn system is portable. Just take it with you to get food. You don't have to schedule anything <laughs> around playing anything ever again because you can take the Switch to a restaurant. Take it to the Cracker Barrel. I don't know. Perfect. Perfect. I can. All right. High five. I can add to this. I'm going to add to this. Now, you're going to say, yes, it's portable, but how am I going to get to the restaurant because I can't stop playing? Uber. Uber, man. And Dr. Pepper has codes right now where you get five bucks off Uber for every two bottles of Dr. Pepper. So here's the deal. You get Uber going. You get in the back seat. You keep playing. You tell the guy where you're going. You have him order your food for you, and you mm. just keep playing, and then he drops you back off at home, and you got your food. Sir, please drive me to Del Taco. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, just throw this in there. Uber now delivers. Yeah, delivers food. Yeah. Even better. Uber Eats has made it to Michigan. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Decent. Mm -hmm. Never going out again. There you have it. Or you could rub cat diarrhea in your eye. He does have cats, I think. He does. He does. So, yeah, he could do that. Don't do that. We, we want you to enjoy to the Switch. He wants to play the Switch, not go blind. So yeah, there we, we, go. we definitely want you to enjoy it. he may go blind it. from playing the Switch. That's possible, too. It does look like cat diarrhea. Take the Switch to Senate Coney Island. kidding. Take the Switch to Senate. It's open 24 hours a day, and just plug into a wall there and just live at Senate Coney Island That's all another weekend. Good idea. That's, That's the best idea, idea. <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Listen, if my wife listens to this show, guess what I'm doing when the Switch comes in? I'm throwing you in the car. We're going to go live at the Coney Island for a, for a New weekend. New plan. It's a Switch party at the Coney Island. If you have a Switch, you're invited we're all going up there. That's details, awesome. details will follow in social media. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen. It's gonna be a switch hangout. We're gonna they're take gonna, over a small business. They're gonna blow a fuse from all the power adapters we have plugged in that bitch. Okay. Sorry. Jazzy? No, you guys you guys ran with that. That was good. It was good. It's not like you're buying a switch, so who the hell cares? Right. Your input means nothing. Uh I guess the only thing I would have to say is um if you already have this planned out, I would say Call those places and like pre-order in advance, so you don't have to waste time not playing Zelda to call an order. It'll just show up at your house at times. Done and done. Thanks for the question. Next question, Ecto Cooler, because he's cooler than Ectos. 
Hey friends, it's question time. Because the countdown to the Switch is almost ending, what was your all-time favorite ending to a game? Ecto. Mm. I'm going to go into the future and say Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I love that game so much, I can't wait to figure out what's going on. Um, Man, my favorite ending to a game. I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to say Twisted Metal 2. Why is that cheating? Because when you get to the end of the game and you beat Calypso with whatever character you're playing, it plays a clip about that character and what what happens to them after they win. So you technically get a different different ending with every character that you play. How is that cheating? No, that's just the ending of that game. Because it's just not a, you know, one ending. Just it's say Twisted ending. Metal 2. To it. I nope. mean, there's a lot of games that, like, like fighting <laughs> games, you play Street Fighter or Mortal yeah. Kombat, you get a different ending, or Tekken, you get a different ending based on the character you played. It's, it's, that's just kind of how some games work. You can stare. Why are you turning towards me? Don't look at me. I don't want to look at him the rest I'll of the show. I'll throw cat diarrhea in your eyes. I don't care. I'm a sociopath. Uh, Dad, do you have an answer to this? Yeah, I have an answer, and it's better than every answer that's going to come out of this room. I doubt that. It's 100% true. Uh, the game is Bad Dudes on either the <laughs> NES or the uh, the arcade. Why are you laughing? Do you remember the ending of Bad Dudes? No, I Do you remember the not. plot of Bad Dudes? No. Cable, do you have anything? I remember playing that game at Kroger's like the entire time on Mom's Shop and never got past the first board. Yeah, so here's the thing at the end of Bad Dudes. So you're you're a couple bad dudes that are out trying to save the president. And at the end, you like get in a helicopter. It's like, all right, Mr. President, now we got to go get some hamburgers. And you just go get hamburgers with the president after saving them. Okay, that's pretty legit. Yeah, like getting burgers with the president. I just remember the highlight of the game was you're getting burgers. Bad dudes. Okay, all right. Yeah. Cable, do you have one? Uh, would have to be like I'm going to say the most recent game would be Naughty Dog, um, Uncharted Four. It, to me, that way it ended tied off the series, made it nice and neat with a pretty bow. Yeah, they it. tied it off all right. McDonald, dicks, tied it off. <sighs> but Master Kelly will agree with me <laughs> since I know he's out there. Yeah, but he's foolish. So that's the greatest ending you've ever experienced. <laughs> Not the greatest. Hey, I'm just dude. saying the most. One I can remember the most recent. That's so, what I went with. It severely lacks hamburgers, so try harder. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It does not have hamburgers. Yep, lacks hamburgers. This is what it says oh, right yeah. here. It says, "Hey dudes, thanks for rescuing me. Let's go for a burger." Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's the president. That's yeah, the going to get burgers <laughs> with the president. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah. I had to look up this video and watch it. It's legit them going for burgers. I might have to uh, change my answer to bad dudes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for I that. also need to add this to my collection, find out how expensive that game is. Okay. I'm hoping it's dirt cheap. Well, you could just come over and play it with me because I'm pretty sure I have it. I don't think my brother You keep reading questions. I'm going to look it up. So you're not going to come play it with me? No, screw that. Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. Bad dudes isn't very good. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. I own a lot of bad games. It's okay. <laughs> He's going to get it anyway. Thank I you didn't for pass the-, the first level because it was just that shitty. I could not <laughs> do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made it to the game, the end of the game, using Game G. Good news, everybody. Bad Dudes is only $5.95. Buy it now. $4.85 shipping. It almost costs more to ship this game <laughs> than, than buy buying it. it. Woo. Bad Dudes.
Jones. Add that bitch to my cart right now. <laughs> Thank you for the question, Ecto Cooler. Our last question oh, comes Oh, shit, from... I could get it complete in the box for 30 bucks. Oh, my God. Do it, do it, do it, do it. you silently look that up? I have questions it. to read. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Are you guys done? Yes. Why? Yes, Dad. La- yeah, last week Grim had asked me if I was done. Now you have to ask me if I'm done. I'm tired of you guys trying to parent me on this show. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done making fun of me? Uh, okay, Listen, if you behave, we'll go get burgers after the show. Deal. Dad. <laughs> Daddy Jazzy. I can get one factory sealed for $175. Deal. Okay, I'm done for uh, real now. Okay, for real. How much is it to buy a Bad Dudes Arcade cabinet? Look that one up. Ooh, I will. Oh, my God. Okay, our last question comes from EA Spuds. I have to read it really fast so they don't interrupt me. Sup, GameZilla dudes? With the first three months of 2017 being a parody of new releases of video games, we all suffer from gaming time management of playing all of the great and wonderful games. Nintendo Switch, Final Fantasy XV, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, Resident Evil 7, and other games that I may have missed. Being part, uh, being a part-time gamer, as someone has posted in the MCG blog that you can find on our website, MotorCityGaming.com. I have been suffering on trying to complete all of the games, and my queue of need-to-complete games has stacked up and up. For all you full-time slash part-time gamers out there, I would like to ask, how do you guys manage your time to play them all before the next wave of games comes out? From the future completionist, EA Spuds. Ooh, um, this is a pretty intricate and difficult answer. I don't. <laughs> exactly. That's my answer. I have a lot of games on my shelf that are still sealed, for God's sake. So I try my best to at least, I mean, minus the sealed games, try to at least play them, like, for an hour. You know, like, get a little bit of gameplay on them. Um, but really, I wait for the game to grab me. So, like, example, yes, I was very excited for Horizon Zero Dawn, but I, when I played it, it I, I instantly knew... Okay, I'm driving this game until I'm it's done. Uh, the same with like Final Fantasy 15 or like uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Those were games that like I started and instantly knew I had to play that game until I was done with it. Nothing else was going to get in the way. And you know it's tough when you have games like Overwatch and Destiny that don't really have an end game, so you just put hours upon hours upon hours. And a lot of times when your friends are on or you know other people, you're you get pulled to that. You know, that's 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 that multiplayer aspect of gaming that you always get pulled to. So it's tough. I the biggest thing I can say right now with Horizon coming out, Zelda, you know, in in a few days and then right around the corner we have Mass Effect, um we have Ghost Recon coming out and after that we have what's the game I'm missing? There's another big game. Shit. The Nintendo Switch. No, there's another big, like, uh, like it's going to take, it's a big, I can't remember now. Damn. There's another one out there. So, even if you buy them all, I guess making sure you don't get into that rut where it's like, I play a little bit of this. Okay, take that disc out. And I put this disc in and I play a little bit of that. And then I switch it up. And, and before you know it, you go back to that first game. And you completely, you completely have no idea what you what you were doing, especially in open world where like you just you're in the middle of the woods and you're like, all right, cool. Uh, let me look at my quests. Oh shit, I have thirty quests I accepted. 
what was my thinking process around this game? What was I planning on? How was I planning to complete these? So I generally like to put a lot of focus into a game, at least get to that point where I feel satisfied, and then move on to the next game. I also do not <laughs> complete all of my games, but um, what I do that kind of helps me is I have a separate, like, kind of little stack of games that I keep on my desk where I have all of my consoles and PC and stuff like that. And that's separate from my actual game collection. And that helps me in the fact when I sit down, I'm like, all right, what do I want to play? I have that stack of games that I have at some point wanted to complete. So that way, instead of going to my shelf and putting in a game that, you know, I might <laughs> not want to have completed or, you know, bringing back some of the old stuff, I kind of force myself into playing those games that at one point I thought, man, maybe I want to give this a shot or try to complete it. I put, like uh, Grim said, about an hour into it, and if it's something that picks up and, and grabs me, then I continue to complete it. If not, I put it onto the shelf with the other ones and then, you know, move on to the next game in that stack. Yeah, I think another thing to think about, too, is like with Horizon, right? We're all playing it. We're all trying to avoid spoilers, and we really want to experience this. With Zelda, you kind of have an idea of the roadmap that Zelda takes, right? Like, you kind of understand that there's a template to Zelda, especially with, like, the villains and, and, and how dungeons work, things like that. So, though I don't want Zelda to be spoiled, you know, like the the current Breath of the Wild story to be ruined for me. At the same time, I have expectations of Zelda where I have nothing of Horizon. So I want to get through Horizon, you know, quickly before anything like Invalid, for example, was reading an article and accidentally read the ending of Horizon. So he knows the ending now, and that's would be super upsetting. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's something else that I consider, especially with like with Zelda that's is how I'm not as I'm excited to play Zelda but I'm not as like worried to power through it quickly I have a very different approach to this to this matter one I almost never finish games so I will throw that out there it's actually super rare that I play all the way through a game um, to its completion unless it's something I'm super into and usually like RPGs giant games that you take hours and hours and hours are less likely for me to finish. Now, with that being said, the way I manage my expectations of finishing games actually comes down to I buy a lot less video games um, that one, would take a lot of time to complete, um, or two, just in, in general, than other people in the group. I so rarely pre-order video games because I buy video games when they fit into my schedule opposed to trying to schedule my life around video games. Um, so Overwatch. Overwatch came out. I played it, I want to say two weeks into its release, I played it uh, here at the studio with Cable. Um, I played on Grimm's PS4. And I right away was like, this is sweet. I want this game. It was also right around the time I was getting married, uh, going on my honeymoon. My brother-in-law got married in California. I knew that I had like three months of no time. So I waited from like May or June. It came out in June. I waited from June. I didn't buy it until August because that's when I knew that Overwatch fit into my schedule. I can dedicate the time to it. I wanted to play Last of Us for a long time. 
I got it for Christmas. I asked for it for Christmas because I knew that's when I would have time to get into a game that took some story and took some time. And also a lot of times doing that method, not just pre-ordering things because it's a game you want to play now, um, you can buy it a little bit cheaper down the road. So it works It works better for my finances, uh, being able to afford gaming, and it, it just makes it a little bit more manageable. You know, get through a game, and then when you have an opening in your schedule, go, oh, I've been wanting to play this game. It's been out for a couple months. I'll, I'll go ahead and pick it up now. So, Cool. Yeah. Also, for anybody else that uh, finds this as kind of a struggle like EA Spuds does, Go to MotorCityGaming.com, click on that blog page, and there is a blog that's written by Five Mile Rick because uh, he is what he calls himself, what he calls a part-time gamer. What he calls himself. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't thought anything about this before. Five Mile Rick with that Five Mile dick. <laughs> <laughs> How did I I'm think like, of that? I'm like, like, what did I'm I like, say that was funny? I, know, I was like, what did Jazzy do this yeah, time? I didn't mile, catch it. Five Mile Rick got that Five Mile dick. <laughs> Long dick Rick. Sure. So head over to our webpage, read his blog about being a part-time gamer. He is actually kind of making a mini-series out of it, he's told me, that uh, he's going to add more about kind of living the life as a part-time gamer and having that addiction to gaming and wanting to play but just not having the time. Yeah. No, uh, I've read it. uh, We're we're really happy to have uh, Five Mile Rick writing blogs. So yep. it's been it's been a welcome welcome. So I do want to say thanks to EA Spuds, but I also want to read another Discord um, message here from Would You Kindly BMC to get ready for Horizon Zero Dawn. I played Tomb Raider with the wonderful Laura Croft. I can't wait to play as Aloy in Grimm's Game of the Century Horizon Zero Dawn. I already plan on playing as a female character in Mass Effect Andromeda while listening to the other inferior gaming podcasts. I drive for a living, don't hate me. Some people said they could not get into a game with a female lead because they can't relate. How crazy are these morons? I don't need to have a 32-year-old white male with two kids and a wife as the lead character to make me relate. Gender, race, sexuality, I don't care. Just give me a well-written character, story, and I will play your game. Game on, boys. Three Game of the Year quality games in the next three weeks. Love it, BMC. I'm right with the. I'm right with you there. Everyone knows my favorite character is Samus Arin, and always has been, always will be. I like the idea of a strong female character. There's not enough of them in the gaming industry. I'm going to remove this now. There we go. And overall, Aloy is instantly a huge addition to that category. A huge addition to the female presence in video games. She is fantastic. You will love her. You will you will want to, you know, complete everything because you want her to be successful and that's and that's what's important about this game is that you connect to this character which means you relate to this character you feel for this character and you know for the people that sit there i i hate this whole i can't connect to a female character tomb raider has been around forever you know yeah it had it had a low area of its of its history but it's back stronger than ever and we're seeing characters in Overwatch, we're seeing characters in Destiny, you know, we're seeing strong female characters that are they're just they're awesome. 
So don't use the whole sexuality issues within gaming. And if you're a production company and you're holding off on a you know on a game because of a female uh, main character, then you're it's shitty. Like that should not be part of your you know, analyzing your your you know fan base and be like, yeah, I just don't think it's gonna you know be accepted within the gaming industry. Cable, yep. what is your favorite game to play right now? Uh, Overwatch. What is your favorite character to play as right now? Tracer. Do you feel you like to play Tracer because you relate well to her, being a tiny little white girl and you being a bigger black guy? <laughs> no. No, okay. Uh, because you don't relate to characters. They're characters for a reason. They're fictional beings. Guess what? You're not Tracer. You're not any of these characters in any of these RPGs. You are not Batman. That's why you're a character. You're playing into this fantasy of, you know, being that character, not relating to that character. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard that other guy say on that other podcast. Uh, Jazzy! You might have said the dumbest thing I've ever heard on this podcast. I just, I just agree with everything you just said, but that's, but that's fine. Right, so, Jazzy, Each their own. I, I, we have to go off this a little bit because what you just said seems to not make any sense whatsoever. So you're telling me that in the world of gaming, in the world of fiction, in the world of whatever, your favorite characters you don't relate to whatsoever. They're just your favorite for some arbitrary reason. No, I'm saying you don't, like, there, there's not a, a personal relation to them. They're making a point that because they're female, they can't relate to them. Okay. So I I don't not relate to characters in games because they're female or male. I relate to them because of the the characteristics of he's, those he's characters. He's taking it from a sexist standpoint. Yes. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's taking it from a sexist Well, the way standpoint. he worded it is that you don't relate to characters. That's what he that's basically That's, yeah, that's what it sounded like you were saying. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I got it sounded like you saying, but I got what he was I got where he was going. He's trying to say that just because they're female doesn't really make you shouldn't that shouldn't be your so basically he's saying what BMC said yeah, gender, basically. race, sexuality I don't care just give me a well written character story and I will play your game like, exactly that's basically right. what he's you saying. relate to the characteristics of that character not the f the physical attributes of that some people do though that's gamers true. gamers okay female gamers that are a higher percentage than they've ever been it's almost it's it's almost a 50-50, if not slightly edged in a female world now for gaming, and you're going to tell me that they don't like like uh, no offense, but a slightly heavier set girl isn't in love with me? Isn't in love that a game developer actually decided not to sexualize a character and make a badass character that doesn't have to be naked? Like there are reasons why you are going to connect to people, and I agree with Jazzy. I connect to Aloy not because she's you know, has a vagina, but because she's, you know, I connect to her because she's an outcast. She, she, you know, she's not like everyone else. And I, that, that angle to me, born a cleft palate, going down a different road than other people had to travel. I felt that way growing up. So I back her up. I want her to have success because I feel like I've wanted to have success and that I've had to work for it. Like that's just one example. And Many many people have these have these same feelings towards characters, be it you know, like you said, non sexually, or because it's like I'm a female girl and there's not many females out there, so Aloy is awesome because here she is, super strong, super badass, 
with clothes on and not taking any any shit from anyone. She's my hero, you know, type deal. That happens. I guess to my point is is let's say I'm gonna and I, this is a stretch. I don't actually have hard facts for this, but when you can create a character in a game, let's say you get to create the size, shape, what they look like, and they have all of those different things you could change, eye color, hair color, and stuff like that. Do you ever create your character to look exactly like your image? Every time. Exactly like your image. As close as I can make it, yes. Okay. I sometimes do. I'm not going to say every time, but if I'm playing a WWE game, you know that there's a Deadite Knight in there with a stupid red beard and pasty skin and yeah. terrible at being an athlete. <laughs> Because you want to put your, if you could yeah. put yourself into that, there's more, you know, that's that's a different angle to it, right? You're putting yourself into a different world. But, you know, I can also say that Brick Bitch, every RPG, Mass Effect, um, Elder Scrolls is a little different because sometimes she'll pick like a cat lady, but anytime it's a humanoid, she looks like she looks like Brick Bitch. Like that, so she she's the same route. We don't, and then there's games like okay, Sunset Overdrive. Of course, it doesn't look fully like me, but I gave the guy a mohawk because I used to have a mohawk. I did things that that related to me because of my past. Okay. I'm not saying everybody does that. I know you don't do that, Jesse, because you make a female every time. Yeah. So. But why do you make that a relates to why do you make a female every time? To be honest, and this is gonna be some really stupid reason, is I enjoy playing as a female character just because I if I'm gonna sit down this all started back in the World of Warcraft days. I created a female character because if I'm gonna put time into sitting and playing a video game, I'm going to play uh something different from what I am. I like seeing that different side. So I wanted to play the opposite end. Plus, I like looking at the female characters. They normally look cooler, and you can do a lot with them to make them look a lot uh, more unique and different than the male characters typically in video games. Okay. <laughs> Good. There's there you go. So I mean, to sit there to sit there, I think I think we are off base to sit there and say anybody is won't sexualize it or, or doesn't back them up because they're female or male doesn't back them up because they have you know a disability doesn't back them up because of their you know their weight like all there's somebody out there that does all of those things and so how you you know take take in a character is is your own and to sit there and say i don't relate to this character because she's female is close-minded and you know slightly you should be ashamed of yourself yeah However, but, to play but I will say, I will say, it is the job of the game developer to, regardless of what the character looks like, you know, or is, it's their job to make you care about that character. That, 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 it's, it's that simple. Yeah. And for whatever reason, if you don't care about the character, that's bad character design. That's bad writing, and that's on them. Yeah, but when, if you come out and say, "I don't like this character because she's female." You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, don't don't be so shallow about it. Give me a real reason. Like character development wasn't any good. I didn't like. I didn't. You know. I didn't believe in her story. I didn't believe in her mission. Whatever. Right. Don't just sit there and be like, oh well, I only like male male characters because they're stronger. I like, guess you're an idiot. Yeah. I guess they're gonna be shallow people like that. So I guess to play devil's advocate, if you don't feel like you can relate to that, then don't play those games. Find a game you can play, and you are running the risk of potentially missing out on a great game. Yep. I say play The Last of Us and see how strong Ellie is, and you'll change your mind about that. 
That's what I mean. They're there's they're all over the place, and people to sit there and hold that back is is ridiculous. So, okay, sorry, went on a little rant there. I'm done. What else you got? Anything? Oh, that was all the questions that I have. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out on episode 146 of the Gamezilla podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, DetroitBeardCollective.com. Make sure you log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and buy some beard care products. Just order them. Just get them shipped right to you, and uh, your beard will be looking great. Use the checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders of $25 or more. That's MCGAMING at the checkout for DetroitBeardCollective.com. We want to remind you that the Patreon site is live. Head to Patreon.com slash Podcast. That is where you can support Motor City Gaming. You can support this show and the other shows like it. So your contribution helps us continue this dream, helps us grow, helps us go to these conventions like E3, PAX East, BlizzCon, places like that, uh, and bring back content, bring back swag, continue to to grow our audience and really expand you know, outside of the Metro Detroit area and globally. We want to remind you that because of Patreon, the GameZilla Alpha Show is live. You can listen to it every Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, MotorCityGaming.com. And thank you to all of our patrons. You asked for it. We delivered it. Patreon is where you get early access to the GameZilla Alpha podcast. And that gives you about 48 hours. So we record. We give it to you privately. And then in sun- on Sunday, it goes to the world. So thank you again. Also remember that when you're done listening to this podcast three times and you're done listening to the GameZilla Alpha podcast at least three times to check out our boys at the Legend of Retro. They are coming out weekly. They just had a release of an episode about Final Fantasy IX. Also, they have a Facebook group. So you can go there. Because they copied us. Yeah, go there. Request to join that group. They're currently doing like a bracketed tournament for protagonists in RPG series or JRPG series. Sorry. So stolen. Join that Facebook group and help join, or, or I guess join in on the fun that they're having over there. The Legend of Retro. And they're new. They're back season two. Their first episode is already uh, live on. All those great locations, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. So you can listen to the Final Fantasy IX episode, and then every week you're going to get a new Legend of Retro show. They have gone weekly, so get ready. They got some cool episodes coming up. I can't disclose anything yet, but... And they launch every Thursday, so there you go. Oh, but we, I mean, this is great. We've been here. We've been doing this for a couple of years, three, almost three years, and we got three solid shows going now. We have the website. We have a blog that is not only only uh, written by us, but we have fans that interact with the blog. If you would like to write for Motor City Gaming, reach out at info at MotorCityGaming.com and request access to be a blog writer we will have somebody respond to you talk and, and work out some details and you too could be writing blogs for motor city gaming that's all i got anybody else have anything they want to uh talk about real quick anybody i think we should you know talk about the nintendo switch Just a little bit maybe that releases pretty soon doesn't it 
Yeah, we just we just talked the whole show. Oh, <laughs> talked oh. the whole show about it. What oh. was the What was the first Gamezilla Alpha about? <clears throat> the Nintendo <sighs> Switch, specifically the embargo lift, and all of the hot news slash garbage stories that could have came out of the embargo lift. A yeah, lot so of like trash yeah. we spent a, a solid we spent a solid hour talking about the good, the bad, and our opinions. I think we closed it out really strong with why you should support Nintendo and why you want. Even if you're not buying a Switch, you want Nintendo to be successful here for the gaming industry. It was a good episode. You should uh, definitely take a listen. And remember, that doesn't come in the same subscription as your GameZilla podcast subscription. It is a, it is a separate feed, so search GameZilla Alpha on iTunes, all your sources where you get your podcasts. Um, because if you're already subscribed to the GameZilla podcast, the Alpha is a separate show, separate feed that we need you to subscribe, rate, share, review, star emojis, whatever. You got to do it. GameZilla Alpha. It's a separate feed. Subscribe today. So for everyone listening uh, that's already a patron that, that, that listens to us every week, patron or not, make sure to write a review for the Alpha. I know we got the one episode up. Take a listen. Leave a five-star review. We get three months in the new and noteworthy section as Alpha, and we and that is where we can really gain some traction with this new show that's also going to bring traction to our other shows. So your reviews right now are very important to us. So please, five-star iTunes will help us a ton. Thank you. And with that, I just want to remind everybody that we are the Elite DLC on the internet for gaming. We'll see you next week. And until then, game, game on. on. Let's go get some hamburgers. Yeah, save the president. Get the hamburgers.